you've uh, spared me five minutes. <laughs> Bless you. All we need after reading, uh, hearing the reading uh, of verses 1 to 14 in that first chapter, I think is a rope, isn't it? And yet, uh, there is uh, something uh, really wonderful happening in this book of Ecclesiastes, and it has an eternal and fundamental message to all who turn to God. The greatest thing that you or I could ever discover in our lives is this. That God wants you and I to know him and to be his friends forever. That is the greatest discovery that you or I could ever make. That God wants us to know him. And he wants us to be his friends forever. Forever. Not just the here and now, but eternity. And many, many people claim to believe in God. But how many of these people who claim to believe in God know him? They may know about him because they've maybe heard somebody speak about him once or twice or maybe they've watched a TV program where he's been mentioned or maybe they've read a little bit about him. Much in the same way that I may know quite a bit about Tony Blair, the Prime Minister. I may well know about Tony Blair, but I cannot claim to know Tony Blair because I have never sat down and talked to him. I've never sat down and conversed with him. I've never met him Personally, therefore I cannot claim to know him. And so, so many people who say they know God, we have to ask the question, is it that you know about God or is it that you know him? Which is it? There are also countless people who dismiss the whole idea of God. We hear these international pop songs, these super hits, like the song that was written by Paul Anker and Frank Sinatra did a cover version which was the biggest of all the international hits of that particular song, My Way. You all know the Shirley Bassey song, This Is My Life. So many people choose to live without God. So many people choose not 
to get to know God. And yet our single most blessed discovery of life, the thing that we are put upon this earth for, is to get to know God and to be his friends forever. That is our true purpose. And if we just spend a few moments thinking about those people who dismiss God, who dismiss his reality, and who dismiss his revelation as he has chosen to reveal to us through the persons of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These people may be millionaires. I remember watching a program a couple of years ago series of people that had won the National Lottery. And they found that far from these millions of pounds bringing that sense of fulfilment and happiness, it had brought nothing but disaster and confusion and so on. Because the fact of the matter is that if we live lives without God, in other words, if we are not living for the purpose that we have been put on this earth to live for, then we are incomplete human beings. We are like a jigsaw that is missing the centre half dozen pieces. We are able to go so far but we do not experience the joy of that completeness that comes only from recognising that it is God's will and purpose that we know him and become his friends. It's a wonderful thought. Uh, many of you know that in uh, my former life I was an avid collector of Rupert annuals. And it took me many, many years to acquire the full, the full set. I remember the last couple of years of that period, I was going about all over the place looking for the 1944 edition and the 1947 edition. I wasn't satisfied until I got those final two. And then I got those final two. But did that fulfill my life? No, it didn't. And it's, it's interesting this, but I actually sold them. I sold all my Rupert annuals to someone who lived in the same village as Barbara and I. And that money was used to help to fund my training for ministry. And so what had been a secular desire had been replaced by something which has given me absolute fulfilment, absolute knowledge of God and how he wants to be my friend. And so it's up to me and it's up to you. Are you and I going to be the lifelong friend of God? Are we or are we not? And you know, it's really sad, isn't it, when you listen to people saying, there is no God. And you see these amazingly gifted scientists who poo-poo the whole idea of God. 
and you hear about the evolution theory of life, which incidentally is what it says, a theory, it is not a fact. And people will say we've developed from this particular life form into that particular life form. We are nothing more than animals among animals. Well, if that is all that life is about, you and I ought not to be here today. We could be doing other things. And if that is all that there is, then I'm sorry, but the answer to people that say these things is if all we are is a sophisticated form of animal, then all that we will ever do is to be sophisticated animals. We will not be doing anything of real worth and universal justice and giving that sense of worth and value and helping people to come to know their true purpose, which is God himself. And it's interesting when we look at the Bible and the way that God's interaction with humanity develops, we see crucially in Psalm 8 and, in Psalm 8 and verse 5, we see these words, that God created human beings in his image and gave him the crowning glory in creation. In other words, God implanted something of himself into you and I. And that's something else that is implanted by God in you and I. The Bible refers to as the soul, as the spirit. And it is our possessing of a soul, our possessing of a spirit that distinguishes us from every other life form on the planet. Because our soul is that part of us that God has implanted in us. And it is that soul within us that enables us to know God. It is through our souls, through our spirit, that we are able to know God. That is awesome. And so, so many people are not recognising this. They're chasing dreams. They're chasing ideas of fulfilment in a world that cannot fulfil. Because it doesn't have the capacity or the quality or the eternal elements to fulfil. But coming to God does include those elements. And we come to know God through the gift of the soul. That one thing that makes us different from all other life forms. So you and I are not placed 
on this earth by God to do just as we please. Even though most of humanity seems to choose to do that. It's my life. I did it my way. Fine sounding words, but wholly outside of the whole idea, values, principle and reality of the kingdom of God. There is something much more real, something much more tangible, something so much more fulfilling. And so these false dreams, these false hopes that Solomon writes in the book of Ecclesiastes are those things which will be the end product of a life lived without God. Life lived in a way that doesn't seek to know God. Now if there's anybody still in doubt about this, look at the chapter 16 of John's Gospel where Jesus talks about the soul and he says to the effect of what does it benefit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul. It is your soul, it is my soul that lives on. It is that part of God which is spiritual and of his essence that he has planted in us. And Jesus also said that the soul is worth more than the whole of the earth put together. And so your purpose and mine is to begin to understand, as I'm sure many of you do, that it is this wonderful gift of the implanting of God within us that allows us to know Him and live for Him and to live a life which is pleasing to Him and we, through that, become His eternal and lifelong friends. Now this whole concept is one now that we will develop through the next 26 reflections that we have. Because life is that complex and there are so many questions that people will throw at us. How can you live with such a certain faith in such an uncertain world? Well, we're saying today that the answer to that is to understand the greatest discovery of all, that God wants us to know him, and he wants us to be his lifelong friends. And praise be to God in his infinite love for each one of you and for me. So let us sing together.